Hello and welcome to Industry Elites. On this podcast, Industry Elite's very own Natalie and Vicky are going to be discussing the latest news trending around the world. On today's episode of Industry Elites, Vicky and I are going to be talking about social media and its impacts on the world today. Social media has come a long way from the days of sharing your favorite song on MySpace, reposting those lovely cat photos on Tumblr, and keeping in touch with family and friends on Facebook. Today, social media influences every aspect of our lives, from what we buy, what we eat, and even the things we do. We also wanted to take a more in-depth look at businesses and how important social media is for gaining customers and looking at how much it can have an impact on people getting jobs. Okay, so let's dive right in. So obviously social media is something that's so, so popular in today's day and age, but it started somewhere, right? Like I think there's so many different platforms now, but it's interesting to go back and look like what was the original social media profile that sparked all of this frenzy now? I don't know what would officially be the first one. I feel like it's probably some cult information where it started in some developer's basement that no one's really heard of. But for me... I'd say the first one was MySpace. For those who don't know what MySpace is, it started off as a music platform. Think Facebook meets music. So fans could go on, they would have their profiles, they would post all their music, you could listen to it. This is back in LimeWire time, so... Oh, yeah, remember those. Yeah, no streaming services. You kind of had to go on a hunt for your music. But MySpace had it all, and most of these were more so indie bands, kind of local bands. It wasn't a lot. Like, you wouldn't find Britney Spears on it at the time. So how it kind of evolved, I don't even know how it evolved from getting the personal profiles, but then people started to make their own. And there is a huge kind of subculture now with MySpace. Like, if you go on Spotify, you can find, like, old MySpace playlists. It was a huge thing. It was, like, music. It was fashion. It was a little bit of web design. You could build your own profile template. They called them skins at the time. And what you could do was you could basically, with, like, basic HTML, recode your own profile. Oh. It was really cool. I know it's, like, probably not cool right now. But you (laughs) you could get graphics raining down. They had these glittery GIFs at the time. They had just everything. You could make a little, like, dragger thing on your mouse. You could completely reprogram and reshape everything. There was a whole marketplace for templates. It was just this whole thing. And then it also is really what I think kind of pushed the emo kid scene and the scene kid scene because these are all kind of really birthed from MySpace. So I think this was the first social media platform to birth kind of a subculture from it as we now have the instagram subculture and the tiktok subcultures a few years ago they had their servers crash and most of the old profiles lost went back check mine and the data was just basically corrupt on it like only a few things loaded and it really broke my heart because i kind of wanted to see all the old photos and stuff that was left on there it's like a memory to go back and look at the things like even on twitter it's just i think it's funny to go down memory lane sometimes Yeah, it's fun, too, because when I did go looking for mine, I stumbled across a few of my friends' profiles, and it's like a time capsule to when we were, like, 16, 17. And it's fun because it was just kind of, like, left. It's like this digital Aztecian city. It's just abandoned in the middle of the night. (laughs) 
see like what that is I feel like my space looking back when you're like hey that was like the 16 17 ages for me I feel like that was Facebook and obviously Facebook was I think the next step from my space where people kind of transferred over and really just utilized to connect with individuals obviously I think majority of the population has a Facebook profile and it's one of the first platforms that maybe really took off that's still currently being used and used amongst like so many different age demographics. You have those kids that are still in elementary school that are getting their first Facebook profile, but then you have our grandparents who are on Facebook because they want to connect with someone in like a different country type thing. So it's interesting. And obviously we all know like Facebook got its own movie just talking about how it all came together. So the fact that it's still sticking shows that I guess they're doing something right. Yeah, it's true. I remember back in the MySpace days when Facebook came out and I remember being super stubborn, like I'm not getting a Facebook. Facebook's dumb, blah, 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 blah. Facebook will never last. Why are we even doing this? Boy, was I wrong. And <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely, like everyone else, caved and got one. To be honest, I've kind of since abandoned it. But at least for me, I think it's morphed into more of a platform for exactly like you said, staying connected to kind of older family members or family members that are overseas as well as I feel like a lot of businesses still use that. Oh, definitely. For sure. I think like Facebook's just also easy to navigate. Like that's another thing a lot of people were saying is that the user ability is it's the profile I think that's easy to use. So I think that's what gears a lot of people to still continue to utilize it. And obviously with a lot of businesses being on it too, that makes looking for things very accessible and getting the information you want at one like easy click. Definitely. I do 110% agree with you with the usability of Facebook. However, have you seen the new update? For the Are platform. we talking about the desktop update? Yeah, the desktop update. Yeah, it's a it's a little confusing. Not gonna lie, I think it's very it's very busy in comparison to how the other one was. I'm a social media coordinator, so I use Facebook desktop all day, every day. I was curious. I got one of those pop ups. Is like switched to the new Facebook. Through all the years I've gone through Facebook, I don't know what possessed me to click that because we all know it never works when you do that. I clicked it and honestly, I could not navigate the page. I was so confused as to where I was. I couldn't find the settings. And then once I found one of the settings I was looking for, I kept getting this disclaimer saying that the option I was looking for is not readily available on the new platform yet. And I was like, that's so weird. Why? <laughs> like, and then I kind of went into Reddit because good old Reddit tells you the answer for everything. Pretty much. It's almost better than Wikipedia at this point. Honestly, do people still use Wikipedia? Like ever since university or college when they were saying like it's not a reliable source, I feel like I just don't, I don't even bother reading it. I think the only time I use it is if you're in like a debate with one of your friends about when something happened and you're like, no, see Wikipedia page information. Other than that, I don't think I use it. <laughs> just to prove people wrong. That's really about yeah, it. There you go. I went on Reddit there looking for answers, and then I found out that, yeah, this is a thing. This is not kind of an isolated incident with okay. my computer not working or it's missing some Chrome extension or I need to update my Flash. Yeah. This is just a thing. They haven't totally rolled out, I guess, the full beta test. I don't really know what they're doing because it's not announcing that it's a beta. So I don't really know. But wow. I really hope they figure it out before they roll it out completely because that will be an absolute nightmare. 
Yeah, see, that's interesting because I think they're obviously trying to update and change as things go and they're trying to be adaptable to continue to gain an audience. But I feel like kids that are younger also maybe are they're not really caring for Facebook as much as maybe we did or we currently are. So I'm interested to see if it can continue to grow and will people actually continue to use it or if it's slowly going to die off. Like how long can it actually be with us for? Yeah, I agree. It's really bad because when I see these updates, I kind of roll my eyes at them like, okay, Facebook, stop trying to stay relevant. But I notice they keep adding features that other platforms kind of already have. So, for example, I saw a pop up the other day and it's now I don't even know what it's called. It's like FaceTime for Facebook, but they have a meeting option now. So they're trying to be like Zoom and granted, they do own Instagram, but Instagram got stories, then Facebook got stories. I feel like there's too much overlap now. It's almost kind of killing itself off that way. I feel like it's blending to other apps now, right? Like, you know what you're going to Twitter for. You know what you're going to Instagram for. You know what you're going to LinkedIn for. But Facebook essentially is the combination of all of those apps. So it's like either I feel like you're using Facebook or you're using all of the other apps. So like, mm-hmm. what's the point then, right? Twitter still utilized, obviously, by a lot of people, but I don't think it's, if we're comparing it to Facebook, obviously, I think Facebook holds the larger popularity, but at the same point, it's still running, just maybe not at the highest level. But you're going on there, you know you're going. You're tweeting, you're getting updates. It's quick information, readily available. LinkedIn, very business-oriented. It's, I think, a little bit more of established social media tool and getting you to link with businesses, getting you to help apply for different jobs. And then Instagram is more so of like that picture update, let's track all of our lives through photos. I agree. I do think it's dying. And like when I, granted, I don't market to children, but when I run ads, the demographic's always older than the ad that I set it to. Oh, there you go. Twitter, for me personally, and I feel like kind of most people, Twitter's fast and easy information. You don't have to look hard for it. Kind of everything that's trending in the world is on your screen right away in 99% of the time, real time. Instagram is just easy, digestible kind of images to flick through. And then I find, at least for me, the content on Facebook isn't really appealing anymore. No. I find Facebook's just kind of overrun with as I hate to say it, fake news, all these weird news articles that don't make any logical sense. So or I just, ads that we've been, ads. let's say you look on a website and then you're shopping for something and then like two seconds later, Facebook has all of those ads just surrounded on your whole profile page. It's true. And I always get the weirdest ads from Wish on Facebook. Of what? <laughs> random things it'll be little miniature gnome houses but you can buy them in bulk as like a hundred what did i click or possibly google that this is now what i'm deemed in that demographic that i need bulk gnome houses that are probably an inch tall well honestly i'm wondering first off the only time i could see someone using gnomes is if they're creating a garden but i'm sorry what size garden are you creating that you need a hundred gnomes in bulk i get weird stuff like that all the time or i'll get inflatable garden furniture i'll get bulk craft moss i don't know what i click to deserve this but they're Mm -hmm. always random and weird 
well, aren't you just very lucky? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. So I know another thing that we talked about and we've mentioned before is just how social media took that turn. Like in the beginning, who knew that we'd have all these different platforms and avenues to be able to put yourself out there. And a lot of people are putting themselves out there, right? Like a lot of stuff people are putting online, they're putting their opinions, they're putting their views, putting pictures of themselves, updating on their family, their birthdays. And it's a lot of personal stuff that people sometimes are putting up there. And I think people... People are now starting to realize that a lot of the stuff that you're putting online can stick. It's very hard to remove things that you've been placing up there. So I think people have to now take that second look. And it's also getting a lot of attention at the same time. Yeah, no, I agree. I kind of have that thought with OnlyFans taking its incredible rise in popularity all of a sudden. All these people kind of posting on OnlyFans now which is really popular and I feel like everyone's kind of jumping on the bandwagon but it's going to come back in a few years and everyone's going to be full of regret for that. Yeah see that's what I mean so people are doing it now because it's working for them in the moment type thing right but who's to say that in how many years from now that's going to prove to be a benefit for them. We'll touch on that a little bit more I think on in terms of individuals and putting themselves out there on social and what people should be doing and what people shouldn't be doing especially if they're looking for for jobs. But one of the other things we were talking about is how important it is for companies to be on social media. And I don't think a lot of people maybe realize that. So one of the points that we got from article on Hootsuite.com, it was saying that if you're not taking advantage of social, then you're missing out on a fast, inexpensive and effective way to reach almost half of the world's population. It's true. Nowadays, if you are a business, small or large, if you're not on some form of social media, you've just blown your marketing out of the window. There's no point in almost doing it at that because now people go to social media and they almost use it as a kind of subtle review platform. Yeah, definitely. Especially now that I know Instagram has the shop option. So a lot of people will look at the products these businesses are posting. I know at least myself too. I'll read the comments and I will kind of look for people and they'll make comments like, oh, I emailed customer service three weeks ago. No one said anything. My package showed up damaged. Product was missing. Don't waste your money. Don't buy this. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. everyone is doing that now for social media and on the business side sense of that there are billions of users on social media platforms across the world per day so it's in your best interest to go to market where the people are looking it's kind of past the days of when people used to put ads in newspaper because every household got a newspaper those days are i would say long gone yeah or a little bit behind us <laughs> <laughs> exactly so now now they can almost, for lack of a better word, kind of attack us in our own homes when we're constantly attached to our devices. And I feel like we're aware of the ads because we always kind of complain about them or mention that mm-hmm. like my phone was listening to me. Now I have this ad of something. Oh, I definitely. That's a real thing. That is definitely a real thing. Pre-COVID, when we had to be physically beside each other in the office, we would pick a random thing and we would all repeat it. The rules were that it couldn't be something that we all would have Googled before. And we just will talk about it for about five minutes using kind of the keywords that we know will work. And nine times out of ten, 
by end of the day, one of us has received the ad. It has happened with some of the wildest combinations. We did one, the best place to go horseback riding in Northern Ontario. No one has ever Googled that. That's very specific. Exactly. We just kept going, oh, I wish I knew where I could go horseback riding in Northern Ontario for honestly maybe 20 minutes. I'd say by lunchtime, one of us had an ad on Facebook from it. It was in their stories on horseback riding, equestrian lessons in, I think it was near Thunder Bay. Yeah, see, that just shows you how dedicated social media apps are to gearing their ads to fit their user, right? Like even I think with our previous guest, Vlad, when he was talking about marketing styles and when they're really looking to essentially, I guess, hit people on their profiles and get the most engagement. They're looking for what times that they're tired, times that like they're spending the most time on their phone. And even for business sake, if most people are going to want to purchase something or going to want to partner with maybe a certain person, certain industry, certain business, a lot of the times they're going to go search them up online and look at their reviews, right? So like before, I think it was a lot of word of mouth type thing. And that's where you got maybe a lot of your referrals or created good networking situations. But people rely heavily on online reviews. We're looking at some of the stats and it turns out that there's an overwhelming amount of people that read reviews via online. I think it's about 84%. And then if we're looking at a specific age range from 18 to 34, it's actually as high as 98% of users that read the reviews and trust the reviews. And then also the stats are showing that 84% of people trust online reviews just as much as those in-person conversations. So that's a large number. Like if we're looking at that, obviously that 100% scale at an 84% of individuals trusting what they read online, that shows you how much weight is now put on what they find out or what they research via people's online profiles. Exactly. And I find for a lot of things, at least for me, I am an avid review reader. I lurk everyone's social media profile before I go get a new service or a new product. I like to go to the back pages of YouTube for reviews, kind of bypass all those paid influencer reviews to get to the kind of real reviews. But one thing I find is especially how kind of websites now, they're so overpopulated with stock footage. So when you're selling a product, especially from these big companies, they have the nice pristine photo like think mcdonald's you get a double cheeseburger in the ad it's fluffy it's nice it's perfect it's pristine you get it in your bag, you unwrap it, and it's all mushed together. And it does look nothing, nothing like, like that. So with that, I really like to use social media to kind of find those for products. Like if you're trying to find, I find this works better with like kind of the beauty community. But if you're looking for a new hair salon, most hair salons, I would say, if not all, if not, they should post their own photos of their work it's basically a online digital portfolio so then that way as someone who wants to go potentially go to that salon i can look at the work they've done and go okay perfect this works remember like back in the day they would have those 
hairstyle books kind of on their front coffee table in the waiting area. Mm -hmm. And they all looked nice, but they were so stylized. There's no way you could recreate that the next day. But now it makes it all possible and it kind of gives you that almost like home connection. That their actual representation of what they can provide in terms of their service, which is what makes us trust it that much more. Exactly. And then usually too, you have in that, if you post a picture of your client, most of the time the client will reply to the picture saying your service was amazing. Thank you so much. I had a great time. And then that in itself helps other potential customers want to come to your business because they see that this person had a great outcome and then they commented on it saying they had a great experience. So now it kind of sets the ground for you to basically want and to gain that experience. 